Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. Cool. Can you hear me? Yeah, man, I can hear you. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Good. Hopefully we fix that little weird compression thing. Yeah. Check, one, two. Check, check, check. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Cool. Well, if you're, if you're joining us today, make sure that you say hello and let us know where you are from. Hey, Edward. That'd be awesome. Yeah, guys, just... Um, hey, Viv. Viv, Edward. Yeah, let us know where you guys are from. Um, let us know one thing that you want to learn today, too. If you've got a burning question, go ahead and post that in there. We've got a couple of people standing by to help us organize all the questions. We're going to do a rapid-fire question-and-answer session at some point during today's workshop. Today is about playing songs and using those to develop your technique. Big Island of Hawaii. So, hey, guys, if you if, as you're piling in here, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. My name is Dan Dinley. I'm the founder of GuitarZoom.com, and this is my good friend, Steve Stein. How are you, Steve? I am very good. How are you, Dan? Great, man. Super stoked to be here with you once again, sir. Guys, if you missed any of these workshops we're doing, uh, you can go check them out on a nice, tidy playlist at the YouTube channel for GuitarZoom. So just go to YouTube and type guitar zoom and the uh, channel will pop up there. Click on that, click on uh, playlists, and then this will be the techniques playlist there for you. We've already done two of these sessions. Today is the third one. We're going to do a couple more for you. They usually last about an hour. So if you can stay with us for an hour, we would be most grateful if you would do that and just hang out with us. Um, now would be a good time to like put your phone on silence or turn it off or like shut down any distractions you might have and just hang with us and just soak all this in. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Good example. Um, because Steve always brings it and we are absolutely live today. So we're, we're excited to be with you here and hopefully all this stuff works. If you can hear us, if you can see us, if you can hear Steve's guitar, just type like, yes, I can hear you. <laughs> nice. I like to play. <laughs> Great job there. Spot a tea for you, spot a tea. Got any friends from the UK coming over? We usually have a whole bunch of folks in the UK oh. hanging out with us. Yeah. All right, dude. So, look, if you want to learn about techniques, today's workshop will help you. We're going to be talking about playing songs and uh, how to develop your technique through playing songs and learning songs. Steve's learned hundreds of songs, I know for sure. Uh, speaking of, if you'd like to learn songs step-by-step, step, Steve has a new membership. It's called playsongs.com. Just go to playsongs.com and that'll take you over to the 
Play Songs membership. You can learn all the songs you want over there, ad-free and with tab and other cool things. So, um, But anyway, today's course or today's uh, workshop is about essential techniques. And everything that we're talking about today is related to Steve's brand new course. It's called Essential Techniques by Steve Stein. <laughs> I love saying that. And it's available at guitarzoom.com. Just go there, click on the big banner in the top. It'll take you right over to the page. There's some really cool, fast action bonuses um, and as well as some other goodies there for you. So, Steve, looks like everybody's pretty much piling in here. It's we're about four minutes in. And why don't we just get started? All right. Can you see what I when I pop that stuff on the screen? Yes. <laughs> Star flamenco lessons. <laughs> There's Bill from England. Awesome. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. Yes. Show us some flamenco with that about, Ibanez. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> We're going to talk about the the construct of how to think about playing songs. I'm going to try and help you with the the kind of mental aspect of that. And then what we're going to do is we're going to talk about how important it is to kind of revamp the way you think about learning songs, why you learn them in the first place. Um, other cool. than trying to impress somebody, of course. You know, when I was 17, I would learn songs just to try and impress girls or whoever it was, right? Girls now or girls. For you still <laughs> learn songs for that reason, but you learn songs for other reasons, too. So, Got it. Yeah. Hey, why don't you uh, make me small, man, when you get into your instruction? Because nobody really wants to see my hairy face. There we go. All right. Cool. By the way, I just got to stop you for a second. Dude, you yeah, look... Yeah. Are you in a freaking time warp or something? Because you, every time I see you, you look like you're getting younger. It's uh, weird. It's Weight you, Watchers. That's what it is. It's Weight I Watchers. Yoga. I do yoga too now. I started yoga about four months ago. And How's that going? Well, it's going great. Listen, I'm 50 now. You you have to take care of yourself. So I don't... I don't uh, I, well, I've got osteoarthritis. So I'm not going to go into all this weird stuff, but I don't drink caffeine anymore. Although I will have a, a you know a can of soda every once in a while, but like my coffee and everything is always caffeine free, and um, I don't have any added sugar or salt or anything like that. Just what about like, booze? No booze, none. No booze. Wow. Nope, and I don't. I don't even miss it. So really. Because I know you used to you used to have a beer with me every once in a while when we would get together. Yeah, and it's not that I wouldn't have a beer here and there. It's just they uh, the doctor just advised me not to, um, with my medical situation. So right, well, you look super healthy. Well, thank you. I appreciate. Sorry that. for that side note. <laughs> That's okay. Um, yes, Robert Wilson said, "Ouch." Yeah, I feel you, Robert. No booze. Oof. <laughs> that would be a tough one. Uh, I almost said a tough one to swallow. No pun intended. All right, so let's. <laughs> God. I'm, it's, it's Friday, dude. I'm, I'm, my mind's already somewhere else. Let's learn some songs. Teach us, oh master. Okay. So the first thing I want to do is, before we even get into talking about how to use songs to amplify your technique, um, the first thing I want to do is I want to spend a little time uh, talking about how to visualize songs. And just real quick, when I was younger and I was first learning how to play guitar, you know, I, I grew up in a, a small town here in, in North Dakota, smaller town anyway, and there wasn't a lot of options for lessons and things like that. And I don't know. So I, I developed some stuff through lessons for, for a very short amount of time. And then I just kind of went on my own. And the one thing I learned right away was how to play by ear because that's what you had to do. So I would sit with my records and yes, they were records at the time. And I would put it on and I would, I would listen to a song and go, okay, I think 
that sounds like I've got a chance at it, right? So the first thing I would do is I would assess whether or not I thought I had a chance at the song, right? And of course, I don't know or not, but th that's the first thing. So as we go, just kind of think about this. And if you have a pencil or something, you can always write this down. But you got to learn where your comfort zone is. And it's not that you can't step outside your comfort zone. And we're going to get into all that too. But if you're going to try and, and learn something, the easiest songs to learn are ones that kind of fit within the mold of what you're trying to do as a guitar player, right? So I would listen to the song and I would go, okay, I think I got a shot at this. So what I would do then is I would take the needle of the record. I would destroy all my records doing this, but I would take the needle of the record. I'd put it down and I'd listen to just enough of a frame. Don't think of it as a measure or two measures, but a segment. It might be a riff. It, it, it's a concept that flows until something else changes. And I would listen to that and I would lift up the needle and put it back and lift up the needle and put it back. And this is how I would destroy my records because they'd always wind up getting scratched. But I would do this oh. over and over and over and I would get the, the, the color and the sound in my brain of what I was trying to hear. Then I would go to my guitar, and I don't want to make this about ear training, just understand uh, what I'm trying to say here. I would go back and I would start learning that part over and over and over until I develop it. Now, this is the play songs part of this. You've got to learn how to visualize some aspect of the songs that you're trying to play. It doesn't mean you have to learn it by ear. It doesn't mean you have to be able to hear G or hear D. I'm just saying, if you take a, a bird's eye view, if you go all the way back out, and you start listening to a song, you get a general idea of, oh, that's an intro. That's a verse. That's a chorus. They go back to the verse. They go back to the chorus. Oh, there's something different here. Oh, and then they go back to the chorus, and then it's the end of the song, or whatever it might be. Now, if that bird's eye view of your song is too much for your brain, it's probably too much to try and play right now. And again, I'm not saying don't, I'm not saying just always go easy. What I'm saying is, Sometimes you have to win a battle. Like you can't just get involved in every single battle and then not be able to succeed because it's very frustrating and it's very hard on your psychologically, it's just really hard on you. So it's nice to be able to have wins every once in a while. So if you get in and you find at a bird's eye view that structurally you can kind of see this song and you can kind of think about, oh, that's a verse and a chorus and I can kind of get that. And you might even write this down, God forbid. I went to college and we had to write everything down, right? <laughs> And people always think, well, I can't write it down. You know, it's rock and roll. You're not supposed to write things down. It's okay to write intro, verse, chorus, verse, something else, chorus, right? And then you mm -hmm. kind of study it and you think about it a little bit. So before I move on, that's the first thing I want you to think about is the overall framework. And then what we're going to do is we're going to go into listening to the song. But I just want, before I get there, if Dan has any questions or anything like that. No, this is awesome, dude. Um, let me throw it over to everybody who's watching it right now. D is this resonating with you guys um, in terms of framework? Do you understand what, he's, what Steve is talking about? Do you have any questions regarding framework? If you do, go ahead and pop them in the old, uh, <laughs> in the old chat. would be helpful. Somebody just asked if I'm Steve Stein's brother. <laughs> yes, in spirit. <laughs> well, well, and it says, is he Scott Stein's brother too? Oh, Scott. Scott gotcha. Scott, I know Scott. And no, I'm not Scott's brother, but I do know Scott. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Um, okay, so guys, if you have questions about this framework idea, then, yep, everybody's saying, yep, one part at a time. So the whole idea is you listen to it, you get the, the mental mind map, or just jot down 
uh, the different parts of the song. Right. Okay. So now to to move on, if if it's okay to move yeah, on. go ahead, man. Okay. So so this is the next big thing. Is again, even if you can't visualize the the song by ear, like hearing you know where it would be on the guitar or what chords or that sort of thing. Let's let's just bypass that for now. So when you're listening to the song, what you do is you start trying to. So we got this bird's eye view. That's the first thing. Now we start moving in a little bit. And what we're going to do is we're going to start trying to make sense by listening to this song over and over and over. One of the big mistakes people make when they want to learn how to play a song is that they go, oh, I'd like, I'd like to learn this. I don't, you know, I've heard the song on the radio a number of times. and I'd like to learn this. So I pull up the tab and I pull up the video and then I start learning it. Well, you don't have any connection to the song. Like in my world, when you learn a song, Again, I might be just learning a song for fun, but let's say I'm learning a song because I'm going to play it with a band. I've been hired by a band to go on the road for a while and I'm going to play their material or whatever it is that they're doing, right? I have to know these songs inside and out. It's not a question of whether I love the songs or not. It's that I am now getting hired to play music with a band and I'm going to go out on the road and do this. So I have got to get to know these songs. So it's not enough to just grab my guitar and start playing. If I haven't made a mental connection and an aural connection to the song what am i playing i don't even know what i'm playing so the first thing i do is get this bird's eye view of the song that i'm trying to learn the second thing i do is i go in and i start learning i start listening to this song over and over and over and start listening closer to those pieces what's happening how do they connect right not 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 this close but just closer i'm i'm listening to the similarities and the differences and the connections that are happening in this song. And this is where a technique you've probably heard me talk about called clearing happens is when I listen to a song, if I'm listening to the song and I can't tell what's coming up next at two minutes and 44 seconds, there's a problem there because that's going to, that's going to convert to an issue when I'm playing, if I'm playing on stage and I'm not really sure what's coming up next, that's why I call it clearing. It's like looking at a window and being able to see very clearly everything outside. If that window is dirty, I can't really see what's going on out there. And when I listen to songs, I don't think of songs like I can't see it from here to here. Like there's the song right there. I don't see that. For me, it's like, and again, you might have heard me talk about this, but it's like driving a car. If I'm driving from where I live to 30 miles away to go get groceries or whatever, okay, I know how to get there. It doesn't mean my brain sees it like a, like a Google GPS. I don't. But I know when I'm driving, I know when to take a right, and I know when to take a left, and I know, you know all of these sorts of things. I know how to navigate to get to the end mm-hmm. of my travel. Right. Songs are very much like that for me when I'm playing. And, I, and when Dan says hundreds of songs, I've literally played tens of thousands of songs. Wow. Now, that doesn't mean that I remember all of them, especially as I get older. My brain has now... When you get to a certain age, your brain starts kicking out information that you don't need anymore <laughs> to keep new information coming in. And Funny. I firmly believe that that is true. So that's what's happening to me. So if it's not something that's directly on my radar, it's not like I remember everything from when I was 15, right? But when I learn a song, this is always the way that I do this. Okay? Cool. Again, I don't want to take all the time doing this, but I start listening to it and I start making sense and clearing all the things that I'm thinking about in that song. So by the time then I go to my guitar and I start actually playing, maybe I have the tab or the video or whatever to help me, I'm making a connection to something that I'm already visualizing in my head. 
It's not like the tabs are just these things that I'm learning, and then I'm going to work in reverse trying to make it match rhythmically with what I'm listening to. I always start the other way around. Everything starts with my knowledge, my understanding of my musical situation. Mm. Then I start applying my guitar to it because for me, honestly, and I'm not saying technique isn't a, a problem because it, it is for all of us. There's always a, a cap on how well or how fast or whatever it might be that we can do something. But it's always easier for me to start with the understanding of what it is I'm trying to accomplish and then go in there and start accomplishing it. So when I look at the tab or I watch the video, I already know what I want to do. I just don't know how to do it. Mm. So the tab is now or the chords or whatever it is, is now going to give me that information. So I'm making a, a connection, a relationship in my head. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think what I, I heard you uh, talk about here is framework. Uh, the, what are the different connections in the song, the roadmap, that, how, how you navigate the song, clearing so you understand what's coming up, and you're, always, you're not looking through a dirty window. And I think you could probably sum up all of this with, for you, where you start is by listening. Right. Intently listening. Absolutely. Before you ever pick up your guitar. That's right. Now, here's a, here's a great question from Dave uh, Stewart McKenna. It says, do you focus on the guitar or the whole song as a whole or the song as a whole with all instruments, which is a great question. Now, when I listen to songs, and I'm being completely honest here, it's only been in the last maybe 10 years that I've really started listening to lyrics. When I was a kid, I never cared about lyrics. It never... It wasn't happy or sad or I had a bad day and I needed whatever. There was never that. I could listen to Slayer and Striper in the same, in the same listening and it, it, there was no impact on what the music was about. Okay, Music was just, the lyrics, the, the vocalist was just a tool. So here's, what I, here's my answer for that. Is that I would listen to the music as a whole and then start grabbing the parts, the parts of the instrumentation that fits in my connectivity of the framework. So it's not just guitar. It might be a drum fill that tells me something, or it might be a bass line that tells me something, or it might be a vocal thing, certainly a vocal hook or something that tells me something, right? So again, when I'm bird's eye, it's not about guitar, it's about the song. If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. There are three memberships to choose from. VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short but powerful courses as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also Play Songs that gives you step-by-step -step lessons so you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to guitarzoom.com. Now back to the podcast. And as I start moving in and I start trying to deal with these little threads that I was talking about, now I'm focusing more on the guitar and the other instruments are helping to support my clearing of that idea, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So the other, the drum might tell me that I'm coming to this guitar part, or the vocal might tell me that I'm coming to this guitar part, right? Mm. So then, the next thing that I do is I, I always call it go deep. What I'm doing is I'm going underneath the song, and I'm just listening to the guitar and how it's connecting 
from the bottom up. So the, the vocals are pointless to me. It's again, unless it's serving me as a, as a reference point, it's not doing me any good. So as I go deep, now what I'm doing is I'm listening to how the guitar parts are all interacting with all of these other reference points that I've been making. Mm. So if you think about it, it started as music and now it's not music anymore. It's, it's this analysis of trying to make some sort of connection in my brain with the music, right? Then when I start learning the song, my hope is, is that someday it's going to become music again. Because again, the, the whole concept of clearing for me is, is that when you're playing music, if all you're doing is thinking about what the next part's going to be, or, oh my God, that here comes that hard guitar part or whatever, that's, what fun are you going to have playing on stage or playing with, with other humans? Like, you got to... Mm. That's the whole thing for me is it all comes down to the same thing I've been talking about in the last few things is your elevation of your connectivity and your control of your guitar, which comes through technique, one million percent, but it also comes through your understanding of the musical situation you find yourself in. The more you can capitalize on those and control those, gain control over that stuff, the more you can enjoy your playing. Right. So it's no longer about, well, is this person better than me or am I good enough? It's not about any of those things. It's just, are you in, right? Mm. Are you in? Are you making this happen in whatever capacity you need to make it happen? Is it happening? All right. Okay. This is awesome. Um, hey, guys, if you're just not joining us, we are right um, about 20 minutes into a one-hour workshop on essential techniques Everything that we're talking about today is centered around learning songs and the techniques that you need in order to be able to execute and to play songs and learn lots of songs and play with other people. We're going to get more into the technical, uh, into the technique part of this in just a minute. I just wanted to mention that uh, uh, if you have questions, please post them. We're going to have a rapid fire question and answer session just a little bit later uh, in today's workshop. If you want to watch it, you can, uh, if you missed any of the previous ones, they'll be on YouTube for you on the Guitar Zoom channel and a nice playlist. And if you'd like to learn uh, and go deep dive into a technique, Steve has a new course. It's six and a half hours long. It is amazing. And uh, we'll talk about the mind map of everything that Steve teaches you in this new course. But the title of it is called Essential Techniques by Steve Stein. And it's available right now on sale at the introductory price at guitarzoom.com essential techniques by steve stein available at guitarzoom.com that's the new course okay man um so yeah go ahead real quick because i awesome. questions about this so i said somebody mentioned about lyrics and being part of the emotion of the song first of all when i was a kid there was no emotion in my songs it was i was a metal guy so mm. i'm listening to rat and whatever and and it's not that the lyrics, believe me, in the last 10 years, I've experienced that songs, a whole new meaning to songs, because I actually care about what the lyrics are about. But if I go back to Maxwell Silver Hammer or something like that, it's not that the melody wasn't important or the whatever. It, it's that I didn't care what they were singing about. Right? Mm -hmm. it's not like I didn't know the lyrics to the songs. I mean, of course, I knew lyrics to songs. But it didn't matter to me what it was about. I wasn't a, oh, I'm so sad, I need a sad song, or I'm so... <laughs> I wasn't that kind of person. It didn't work that way in, in my genetic makeup when I was a kid. It was about music and guitar and this whole thing. Right. Um, you know, in the last few years, it, it, certainly it's changed because I've learned to have a different perspective on music. But when I'm learning songs, because it's, it's my job to learn a song, I don't get hung up on that. 
I can go underneath all of that and do what I need to do to learn the song. Learning the structure of a song, of a song has nothing to do with emotion. Learning mm-hmm. the structure of a song is a mathematical aspect if you think about it. Once you come back up on the musicality side of it, there's all kinds of emotion, but I can't add emotion to something I don't understand, mm. right? So I have to start with a structural connection to the music, to what's happening with the, the music, because I'm the guitar player. My job is to support that singer, right? My job is to make that singer look good. It is, you know? I might get my limelight certainly sometimes as well, but my job is to support whoever's singing, and our job as a band is to make that singer even more incredible than they might already be, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of the idea of it. Somebody already asked, too, do I make charts and stuff? It depends on the complexity. Because I've been doing this for so long, those, those little, whatever you call them in my head, I, I'm able to make those connections pretty, pretty easy on an automated level because there's so much of music that, that's like other music. So, um, but if it's outside that box, in my brain, for sure, I gotta, I gotta write things down. Otherwise, I'd forget them. And then, like I said, I don't, I don't just dabble in the song for five minutes and then tomorrow for five minutes. If I need to learn it, I'm better off taking a, a chunk amount of time and really absorb it. And then after I've been doing all this, when I drive around in my car or whatever, I'll continue listening to it to keep reinforcing all of these things I'm talking about. Because mm. if I stop listening to it for a week, some of this stuff's going to go away. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, I just noticed one person asked about, uh, actually they mentioned the, they noticed that the GuitarZoom website's been completely revamped. Yes, it has. We've been working on this for a long time, and hopefully you'll find it to be a lot uh, more intuitive, and it's actually like 10 times faster. So it's, um, it's something we're really excited about. And, and the person asked about the mind map. Uh, so I'm going to share that with you guys here in just a minute on exactly what uh, Steve's Essential Techniques um, my map looks like. You can check out all the details on it. What I would like to ask, since we're live right now, I'd like to either ask Derek or Matt to take that link. Uh, can we just share that entire thing with everybody, wherever they are? Uh, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you might happen to be seeing this. Is there some way to, to pin that link so everybody can check out that my map? I think that would be super helpful. Or maybe we could get one. Well, it's Friday. I don't know if we have any of the developers still around. They can put that link on the website, but Anyway, if you guys could grab that link, I'll actually pass it to you here and then um, make sure that everybody can check that out. I'll just pass it to you right here, guys. There you go. I can figure out how to get that to everybody. That'd be awesome. Okay, so where do we go from here, man? Okay, so now let's let's turn this a little bit. Now we, we've we've discussed how to think about it, how to approach it. We're listening to it. And when I say listen to it, I seriously mean you might listen to the song 20, 30, 40, 50 times. And as I was explaining when I was talking to you about the record, sometimes you don't even listen to the whole song. Sometimes you just listen to a part over and over and over just to craft it in your mind of what it sounds like is happening. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Not, and and my, my whole family will tell you this because they deal with my OCD all the time. But <laughs> if we're driving, for instance, to Minneapolis, which I go to quite frequently, I play with bands in Minneapolis. So I'm driving to Minneapolis, and my, my family already knows that the entire drive will be spent listening to whatever it is that I need to rehearse that day for four hours, over and over and over. And when we're driving, if my wife starts talking to me or whatever, we'll start talking, and then I'll realize that the music has become a passive thing in the background. 
And then I'll go, oh, and hopefully it doesn't make her feel bad because I really do listen to her. But when we're done talking, <laughs> I got to rewind it because I got to go back because I missed everything. I, right. I was back on a passive level. I'm not learning. I'm not absorbing anything on that passive level. Right. I need to be I need to be zoned in. Right. It's really interesting. So that's and, and that's what saves me a lot of time in the long run, because I'm not trying to play something that I'm not connected to. I'm connected mm -hmm. to it. And once I've connected to it, again, depending on how much I've practiced it, I need to continue listening to stay connected because when I'm driving, I'm not playing, right? Because people always say, well, you know, I don't have a lot of time to practice. And then I was trying to remind people, yeah, but you have a lot of time to do other things. Like if I'm driving, I don't have a lot of time to practice either, but I can listen, or I can think, or mm. I can concentrate, right? There's lots of different things that we can do when we don't physically have the guitar in our hands. And I've talked about this in one of the earlier sessions that Dan and I did, that you don't want to always think of playing guitar as a ritual, like, well, I have to wait till 6.30 and there has to be... <laughs> In my, it doesn't have to be all that. Sometimes you just grab the guitar and you start working on something. Or sometimes you don't have the guitar and you write something down on a piece of paper. Or you're listening to something. Or you're studying something. Or you know, there's a lot of different things that you can do. So, Hey, Steve. I'm, yes. I, can I, I want you to share, if you will, that story that you told me one time. I think this would be fascinating to, uh, to, for everybody to hear this. Because this completely was a mind blower for me. You told me one time... Uh, I'm probably going to mess this up, but hopefully it'll trigger your memory. When you were touring with somebody, a uh, band, your band, I don't know who you were with, but you guys would basically learn songs on the bus. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. guys, get ready for this. This is going to completely <laughs> blow your brain. I mean, when I heard this, I was like, what? Yeah, okay. So just listen to this. Listen, listen. And I'm not exaggerating at all. Listen to this. Okay, so I was with a band and... I had come off being in a number of other bands, and I, I'm not being mean, I'm just being honest, where some, a lot of the bands I was in were more of a B-level, right? And, and, and then I got an opportunity to play with a band that was on a higher level, bigger stage, ton more lights, uh, you know, roadies, if you will, you know, crew, and all this kind of stuff. And this band did not have um set lists everything was done and um, this is a, this is a precursor to your story everything was done with like baseball signals so you had to constantly be aware my my awareness in this band just went up a thousand fold so you had to constantly be aware because you didn't know what was coming or if if there was a song that started with the drummer the only the drummer would know it because the leader of the band the singer would turn around to the drummer and let him know so he knew what to start so you'd finish the song and all of a sudden the drummer would be playing and you'd go, okay, we're going, you'd have to be ready. Right. So that's insane. Yeah. And this is where I learned about, you know, singing three part harmony and just be, you were just thrown in the lion's den and it was great. Well, what Dan's referring to is we'd go on the road and uh, we'd hear something on the radio, something that the, the singer would, would want to try. Right. And he was usually pretty good about, again, choosing something in the box, like not something impossible. But he'd hear something, he'd go, everybody listen. So then you'd all listen to the song that's being played on the radio, and it'd be something you've probably heard before, more than likely, um, more than likely a number of times. But you'd have to listen and design in your brain what you thought the song, well, how the parts went, because you'd play it that night. <laughs> this is freaking mind-blowing. To test ourselves, we would, you'd listen to the song, 
And then when you got to sound check, we'd all decide on the key that we want the song to be in, because you're not really sure, right? Everybody's kind of different that way. So we decide on the key that we wanted in, and then you'd figure it out, and you'd figure it out in about five minutes, and then you'd sound check with it, and then that night you'd play it. That's and it's insane. whether or not it was right, whether or not all the parts were dialed in, it was just sort of a thing that we would do. Now we had all of our other songs that we play that were well right as right can be, I suppose. You know, when you play in a band, songs cover songs wind up morphing into God knows what after <laughs> years sure. of playing the same songs. But but it was just a really great way of being able to learn how to e play by ear and also to to be in a situation where you didn't have a lot of time. You had to plan out these frames, right? That I'm talking about. Right. I think it'd be important. Uh, I hope you guys heard that story. I mean, to me, learning songs in your head as you're riding on a tour bus and providing and playing them that night is just so mind boggling. It's hard for me to get my pea brain wrapped around it. But I will uh, tell me from if, if you uh, what you think about this, Steve, in terms of your ability to do something like that. Let's say that, you know, however many people are watching us right now, they're like, oh, OK, that's great for Steve, but I can't do that. Um, but if they wanted to learn, let's say songs fast what what do you think about the role of technique in your ability to do that well again there there are two things involved in that the better your needless to say the better that your technique is the more options you have in terms of the songs that you can play and the more comfortability comfortability you have in your comfort zone right I mean, the, the more you develop your ability to down pick or your ability to alternate pick or your ability to play chords or switch chords or whatever it is, right? For me, there's really, there's, there's well, there's all kinds of different categories, but there's, there's fundamental or rudimentary skills, which is techniques, right? And then there's creative, creative, I was going to say creativity, but creative skills, your ability to listen, your ability to analyze your situation and react to that situation on a musical level, right? Mm -hmm. Which we're going to talk about more in one of the upcoming sessions where we talk about soloing. Um, th those are really kind of key is the development of these things and then the application of these things that you're learning. So when you think about playing something like something very simple, like Again, I don't want to get blocked on YouTube or something, but if I go like this. Right? And you probably know what that is. But the point is, is that when I play that, there's a host of different techniques happening. Right? It doesn't, it's not hard. And for some of you, you're going to go, oh, that's really easy. Yes, but it doesn't mean it's easy for everybody. Mm -hmm. You've got to be able to palm mute and you've got to find the right spot like oftentimes when i teach people about palm muting and setting your palm down right when you palm mute oftentimes people don't aren't really sure or don't realize that there's different kinds of palm muting that you can get right how many strings should i play do i know a power chord right and then can i switch to another chord seamlessly in that eighth note sequence and go back, right? And then you'll notice on the on the eighth beat, I'm strumming one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So all of these techniques come from being able to listen and visualize the song, being aware of what it is, and then being able to apply those techniques that you're learning. And all those techniques, of course, are in the course, but. Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, um, but if they wanted to learn, let's say, songs fast, 
what what do you think about the role of technique in your ability to do that well again there there are two things involved in that the better your needless to say the better that your technique is the more options you have in terms of the songs that you can play and the more comfortability comfortability you have in your comfort zone right I mean, the, the more you develop your ability to down pick or your ability to alternate pick or your ability to play chords or switch chords or whatever it is, right? For me, there's really, there's, there's well, there's all kinds of different categories, but there's, there's fundamental or rudimentary skills, which is techniques, right? And then there's creative, creative, I was going to say creativity, but creative skills, your ability to listen, your ability to analyze your situation and react to that situation on a musical level, right? Mm -hmm. Which we're going to talk about more in one of the upcoming sessions where we talk about soloing. Um, th those are really kind of key is the development of these things and then the application of these things that you're learning. So when you think about playing something like something very simple, like Again, I don't want to get blocked on YouTube or something, but if I go like this. Right? And you probably know what that is. But the point is, is that when I play that, there's a host of different techniques happening. Right? It doesn't, it's not hard. And for some of you, you're going to go, oh, that's really easy. Yes, but it doesn't mean it's easy for everybody. Mm -hmm. You've got to be able to palm mute and you've got to find the right spot like oftentimes when i teach people about palm muting and setting your palm down right when you palm mute oftentimes people don't aren't really sure or don't realize that there's different kinds of palm muting that you can get right how many strings should i play do i know a power chord right and then can i switch to another chord seamlessly in that eighth note sequence and go back, right? And then you'll notice on the on the eighth beat, I'm strumming one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So all of these techniques come from being able to listen and visualize the song, being aware of what it is, and then being able to apply those techniques that you're learning. And all those techniques, of course, are in the course. Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing, and keep having fun. If you'd like some help with your guitar playing but you're not sure how to get started, go to GuitarZoom.com and look for the Help Me Choose survey. By answering a few simple questions, you'll get Steve's personal recommendation of the perfect course for you. All this and more is available for you at GuitarZoom.com.